Yo, monkeys, it's me, DPP, the king of Adabinga, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening on the SNS network. Stay tuned or you will feel Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash. You're listening on the FNS Radio Network. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. And you're listening on the FNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. This is our break kid, Sean Michael, Mr. Hall of Fame, 2011. And you are listening on SNS Radio Network. See ya. And I wouldn't want to be here. Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. is listening. This is Rob Van Dam. What's going on? This is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. This is Cowboy James Storm. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. This is TNA World Heavyweight Champion Bobby Roode. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Here is your host, the outlaw of the IWC. Don't piss me off! The Tree Dog. All right, everybody, welcome to TNA Chat Live. I am the Tree Dog. Sorry, a little audio snafu to kick things off, but hey, it wouldn't be a show of mine if we didn't have some kind of technical issue right off the bat. Now, would it? Way to bring in the debut show, the new show here on the SNS Radio Network, and, and here's the the backdrop, the reason for this. I felt like, you know, TNA is TNA. It's not getting any coverage on this network. Um, it's definitely not getting a lot of positive coverage on the internet as it is. And being a fan of the product for all 10 years of its existence, I thought, who better to do a one-hour open phone show where we tackle nothing but total nonstop action wrestling. And we're going to do that right here on this program. So feel free to call if you wish. Um, you know, it's basically the same as always. 
and uh, you know, just whatever's on your mind, TNA wise, let's get it off your chest. And uh, Brass Eye or Bronx C or somebody in the chat room, post the number, I'll give it out, and uh, we'll get this call in thing started. Interesting tonight, they continued with the storyline, and I do the finger quotations of the storyline that everybody seems to be hating on, and it's the AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Kazarian, Dixie Carter storyline. I apologize, I'm still a little under the weather from this last week. Starting to feel a little bit better, trying to get my voice back. I guess doing a second radio show probably wasn't the best of ideas for that, but we'll make it through. The uh, show that everybody seems to be, for lack of a storyline that everybody seems to be shatting on, for lack of a better term, uh, the pregnancy storyline with, as Kazarian put it tonight, the junkie whore. (laughs) I can honestly say that's the first time I think I've heard the word junkie whore on a wrestling broadcast. Uh, But yeah, the junkie whore storyline. I laid it all out in great detail for you on the on the Facebook page for those that seemed lost or didn't quite understand what was going on with that. And <coughs> excuse me, AJ Styles was on uh, the Busted Open Satellite Radio Show and uh, was asked about the Dixie Carter. Uh, storyline and uh, his thoughts. He went into great detail, which I'm I'm glad that he did because, you know, for a storyline that's getting shit on like it is, again, for lack of a better term, by a lot of the internet out there, you guys just got to give it a chance. I, I know I ask a lot of you a lot of the time to do that, to give things a chance. Again, the Titanic was an amazing ship until it hit that iceberg. So just chill out and let's see what they're going to do with this let's see where they're going to go with this aj Styles says and i quote i thought this did not go as planned and it didn't come out the way we wanted it to but there's a backstory to it it's almost a blessing in disguise and i wish i could tell you what hopefully is going to happen and you'll be a lot more excited about this because it's more than you know there's so many unexpected things that are about to happen that you never would have thought AJ Styles may have done. People can say what they want, like, oh, this storyline sucked, but you watched it, and the thing is, trust me, there's been a lot worse storylines than this in wrestling. At least these guys who are in it and the women that are in it are really into it, and we believe in it. So basically what he's saying is just give it a chance. Let's see what the payout is going to be like. Let's see what the, the payoff is going to be like. And, again, if you want to call into the show, as I get the chat room back open over here, uh, go ahead and do so. 501-588-7957. That's 501-588-7957. If you want to talk some TNA wrestling, as the TNA Post Show with Jimmy Borash has just got off the air, now is your chance to do so. I tried to get us a guest for the debut show. And it just didn't seem to happen. I was not having any luck with that this week. Um, But I tried. So we'll try to see what we can do for next week. Crelly and I have uh, talked to somebody that's interested in coming on that has never been on Wrestling News Live before. So 
We'll try to get that person on to talk a little TNA wrestling next week. But all in all, I thought tonight was a good show. And a lot of people have said, even with the pregnancy storyline, that tonight was a good show. Bound for Glory series rolls on. Bully Ray opened the show tonight, letting the world know that he is now a member of the Twitterverse. That's right. You can reach Bully Ray now on Twitter. I know you've been waiting for that moment. It's finally happened. At Real Bully 5150 for Bully Ray on Twitter. He's the kind of guy that strikes me like he probably won't be on there much, but he might right now because of the story and the fact that he's using it on Impact. So we'll see. Um, other than that, you know, I thought tonight was a pretty decent show with a great main event with. Hardy and Storm closing things out, having a great match. The one thing that I don't like about the Bound for Glory series, at least I don't think I do right now, is this predetermined 15-minute time limit. I, You know, I, I just think that these matches mean so much that you might want to just let them be what they are. Granted, it's all scripted in the back anyway, so it doesn't matter. Got a phone call coming in. Welcome to TNA Chat. Who's this? Well, you know, I have to be around. It's TNA, and it's, it's only half in the morning, so I have to be fully awake for wrestling, you know, man? Well, you know, it's good to have you as the first phone call ever on the new show. Um, I just brought you up a minute ago and teased that we're trying to get a guest possibly for next week that has never been on Wrestling News Live or the network that I know of. Has he been yeah, on it? He's, I, me personally, I spoke to him before. Okay. But he's never actually been on the on an SNS-linked show. Okay, so we'll try to make that happen for next week. Um, what did you think about tonight's show? You know, it, uh, it was good. Um, I, I can't say a bitch about it. There's nothing that I really despise. Um, like, like, later, before I just called him, um, the whole pregnancy storyline is a bit weird. And I'm not sure if you saw the interview that um, that Styles did with Butted Open, but he, he admitted that uh, there were talks about basically killing that storyline. Yeah, I, I read that just a minute ago. Um, but he also says, just to stick it out and you'll be happy with the way it ends up. Yeah, I mean, like, like I say, we have seen we have seen far worse storylines in wrestling than this. And yes, this this, this woman is not an uh, sorry, this woman is, is is an actress. We have no kind of emotion towards us. But you have to give it time. Um, within wrestling, you have to give characters time to evolve, be it a wrestler or just an actress. And we've seen her, what twice, three weeks on, like in a row. So yeah. she's had no mic time. She's she's had no TV time to actually build her character. So I think I agree with you and AJ. We have to give her time to evolve. And like I said a minute ago, we have seen far worse storylines in pro wrestling. And this, yes, it might be a bit sideways, but you know what? It's fun. It's pro wrestling. I'd, I'd rather have something that's a storyline than, you know what, having wrestling that has nothing behind it apart from one storyline, which is based around John Cena. Now, <laughs> you, would, you, would be, you would be the right person to ask this because I've been there. I know you know what's going on. Um, this storyline... Had they announced it, had it, I, I guess if they would have done the culmination of the, the, the night that Dixie Carter came to the ring and then 
the junkie girl came to the ring and then they, you know, announced it was not an affair. They were helping this woman get clean and sober. I'm of the mind, and I may be wrong, but I think that had this happened at the pay-per-view when they were in Texas, when they had that amazing crowd, it would have been received and handled and presented a lot differently than it was on the impact zone where the fans in the impact zone were just shitting all over this thing before it ever had a chance to launch. And they were booing Dixie and chanting, we can't hear you before anything was ever done. Yeah, but I think the problem there, I mean, we saw when it, when it happened with the E when they had a uh, triple H come on no way out to, to uh, carry on a storyline. I think they had to do it on, they had to do it on, on impact. Because it is not kind of the end of the storyline. It's, uh, it's a it's a carry on of the storyline. Right. So so I mean, if they had it end on the pay per view, then maybe it would have happened. But yeah, the 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 impact zone is terrible. There's the, there's a few weeks, and it's, it's usually after a pay per view where they have like a few tourists or no sorry, a few wrestling fans come from from the pay per view to the impact zone. That's when it's usually hottest. But it is quite hard to get the Impact Zone involved in the storyline because you have the tourists and then you have the people there each and every week. Well, but, it's the people that are there each and every week that I think they're trying their damnedest to be the ECW bingo hall and they're trying to be smarter than the business and they're trying to make it... It's like almost, hey, notice us. We're funny. We're a cool crowd. And I think 90% of the time they ruin what's going on in the ring. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm I'm friends with in kind of quotation marks with with a few guys that go there. I'm I'm friends with the guy that dresses as Sting, and he said to me before that sometimes they just piss around with with, with the wrestlers because they're they're such good friends with the wrestlers that that they forget that they're on TV, and then the wrestlers react to, react to the fans, but the fans don't represent us, right? And that can be a bad thing because. The, the fans are there week in, week out. The, the viewers, after three or four weeks, will give up. And, that's, and they, they kind of need, and like, that's what they need to do. They, they need to get on the road because they, they, kind of, they kind of become relaxed. And this is something that I said to, I can't remember who it was, it, it might be Rodok, uh, when, I, when I said to him. The bad thing about Impact is the wrestlers kind of become kind of complacent when they're in the Impact Zone because they, they know that they don't have to impress the fans. When you're on the road each and every week, the fans will build and cheer you depending on, on the ending action, not because you're best friend with them. Right. So they kind of have to kind of get out of that zone where they're safe. Impact need to kind of take a step out of that zone and take a risk. And uh, I, was, I was speaking to a booker earlier um, who books here in England, and he, and kind of, he said about um, TNA booking in, in, um, in Arizona for, for Bound for Glory. Right, and their and their last sh- and their last show in Las Vegas only had a hundred and fifty fans. So TNA going to Arizona is a big risk. Yeah, because, it is, especially when they wait so long to announce the damn site for the pay per view. Yeah, and the and the ticket sales aren't on sale for another three weeks. Right, and I'm not quite, I'm not I'm not quite sure how it works over there, but in in in, in England we get paid on the twenty fifth of each month. So it's literally a, a day before our payday. You would think that, like, because I don't see how they can kind of... I'm guessing they, they're hoping for a knee-jerk reaction. 
to, 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 to people buying this. If not, they're going to have to give away a ton of free shit. And we know for a fact that when crowds are become filled, it's bad. Uh, I think in terms of, of, of a marketing standpoint, they needed to get this kind of announced months in advance because three months is not enough time for you to sell fans on, on a pay-per-view in terms, of, in, in terms of tickets. Well, and I hope they're not basing this on the success they had in Texas because, you know, anytime you put wrestling in the South, it's going to succeed. You know, you start venturing out towards California, you know, you're getting a little uh, out of your territory a little bit. But pick your poison here as a TNA fan. What is the one thing TNA needs to focus on the most? Being live, being on the road every Thursday, or advertising outside of their channel that they're on? Well, I think, uh, well, personally, it, it, should, it should be advertising. Because you need to get, oh, no, I like it. It, it, it should be first fixing your product. So, that, so, so then you have the money to go advertise it. But TNA are too kind of busy. I, I, I don't know. Like in terms of, of a marketing strategy, they don't really promote outside their own their own network. But for that, for that, you you, you can blame Spike. Uh, right. Being on the road, they can't do that because they have a contact with with, with Universal Studios, and Spike won't let them go on the road because Spike has to pay for them to go on the road because that's part of their contract. So well, everything right now, everything right now revolves around Spike. I, I, I agree with you. you. You nailed it on the head with, you know, they need to advertise on us. I mean, if if Wrestling News Live or this show or any show on the network only advertised on this network, we'd never get new listeners. We'd just continue to advertise to the people that already know we're here. Yeah. You know, you look at them going live. Have the shows been better? Yes. Have the pay-per-views been better? Yes. Has that translated to a higher rating? No. Because if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's there to hear it, it doesn't make a sound. If, yeah. if, if your product gets better and you go from a Pinto to a Ferrari, but nobody's looking, it doesn't matter what you drive. Yeah, I mean, and that's one thing that and. Uh, I know, I know the time now. Counting how many times I mentioned WWE, but they promote the hell out of their product. So, so no, so no matter how bad it actually is, they don't care how bad it is because people are watching. Yes, exactly. I but wouldn't I, care. I wouldn't care if Wrestling News Live was the absolute worst wrestling show on the planet if we were doing the numbers that we do today. If yeah. people would still continue to listen. Then and I'm not putting forth any effort. What what makes me what makes me want to get off my ass and make it a better show if I'm still going to get the same listener numbers? Yeah, and I mean, uh, and like the E are are, are are literally a marketing machine. They have, uh, isn't it, the USA Network by the balls. The the USA Network will promote them no matter what. Spike will not promote TNA, and Spike are the ones that control literally TNA because. TNA has to have to ask him if they can go live. Now, I, I don't really understand this. Why do why do why does Spike TV dictate if TNA go live? How does TNA being live affect Spike TV? Because um, Spike TV have only 
I, I, I really don't know how it affects Spike, whether they're live or not, because the ratings aren't changing. Yeah, because Spike TV have only allowed 13 weeks. And my opinion is, say, okay, the best example, okay, say if you, if you and Judy gave, gave me and Mav a, a live show, okay, a two-hour two show, and we, and we thought, you know what, it, we will record it early in the week and then play it as a live show on that time slot. You guys have still given us a two-hour time slot. As long as we fill that content, it doesn't matter if it's live or pre-taped. Surely, right. as long as it brings it, surely, as, as long as it brings it, brings it in the numbers. I don't get why Spike won't just allow, allow them to go. You know what? Go live. Here's two hours. Do knock yourself out. But the weird thing is, apparently, Spike want TNA to go three hours, and and this was before WWE announced that they, that that they went three hours. Spike TV right. went to went went to TNA, and Dick even announced it in her media interview. They they wanted to be uh, Spike to go three hours. Uh, sorry, they wanted Teenage to go three hours long, and Teenage said no. So surely, if Spike wanted them to go three hours, why why not just let them go two hours live? Well, here's the deal. Let me let me let me tackle this stuff in order that you're bringing to my attention here, and we're putting okay. it out on the air. Um, first of all, Mac Daddy in the chat room says, "Betray." Don't you have to make your product appealing before you market it? Going live does that because it makes everyone up their game every week. Mac, you got a point. But if I'm your boss, you better be giving me 100%, whether we're live to a million or we're in the impact zone to a couple thousand or however many it holds. If there's 50 people in the crowd and I'm paying you, you better give me 100%, regardless of what you know is out there live. So they better up their game anyway. And they do. I have no problem with TNA's in-ring product and the people that are working in that company. I don't think that's an issue at all. But... Here's the deal. If I, like Crilly says, give you two hours and I say, okay, you're going to go live for 13 weeks and week one, you do a 1.1. And then week 13, you do a 1.3. Have we really accomplished anything in those 13 weeks? Not to my, not to my knowledge, not, not in my math, not in my way of thinking. Hmm. TNA is good enough now that it needs to be promoted on other stations, on radio, and not just in locations where they're coming for a house show. Yeah. And, like, I, I think every TNA fan will agree that TNA is just underpromoted. And Very like, much like, so. Like, you and I can sit here and say TNA was the world's best show, or we can say it's shit. But if only one million people... Plus, people online see it. Doesn't really matter how good or bad it is. Because really. here's what happens. Here's what happens, gang. The haters. The haters. And I'm doing finger quotes. The haters look at the rating and they go, "Oh, TNA did a 1.1. They were live. Big deal. They did a 1.1." Well, let's say week seven or eight, they do a 2.2. Then those haters go, "Wait a minute. TNA did a 2.2." I, I'm going to have to watch this and see what I'm missing. And then the number goes up to a 2.5. Now you're doing something. You know, the sad thing is that even if this, even when, I'm not going to say if, because it happens a lot nowadays, but even when TNA does a better job with their weekly programming than the WWE, Nobody notices it because only a million people tune in, you know, now to say only a million, hell, I wish I had a million listeners. You know, yeah, I mean, like, 
I mean, yeah, I mean, they could be doing far worse. I mean, just look when um when Luch- when Luchli- Lucha Libre USA was on um MTV too. That did like a zero point two three. Yeah. So they could be doing far worse. They have a solid fan base, but it's kind of like they have to. Are are TNA happy with that sort of fan base, or do you try and go outside the box and try and bring in other guys? I mean, and that's what I don't mind about this, this whole gut check and this um, when they're bringing in this, these new guys from the exhibition because you, so today they brought in um, Kenny King, and of right. course he's been in Ring of Honor. He's their current t- uh, tag champion. Maybe a few guys from uh, who support Ring of Honor will, will, will be like, oh shit, there, there's our guy in TNA. Yeah. Go check it out. And they didn't change his name or anything about it. And they called him Kenny King, you know, and I'm sure he did the same shtick that he does when he's over there. But, you know, by the same token, you know, the, 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 the X division thing that you just brought up, I brought this up in the chat room. To me, I love it because it makes that belt more significant than just an X division belt. Not only are our roster guys or the roster guys here in TNA allowed to fight for that belt, challengers from all over the world and other promotions are allowed to come in and, and get some if they think they can win. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I said it on one of the ropes, that, that belt is now actually pretty damn prestigious, not only because Austin has made it it, but if, because that, that everyone will want it, because in a year's time, who, who, whoever has that belt, well, kind of metaphorically, has money in the bank, because they can choose to trade up to the world title. And it's kind of like I I give you a gold a gold key, right? And you have to hold that gold key for a year. But if you drop it and someone else gets it, they they get my my a million dollars in the bank. Right. So it kind of makes that belt more prestigious, and it's just like small little things. Just like, in my opinion, the TV title is now a bit more prestigious because week in week out it's defended. I'm not like I I respect Devon for what he does, but there are other guys that I think could do do with that TV title. Younger guys, and TNA are trying to make their belts more kind of worth more. Apart from the knockouts tag titles, which is currently held by Eric Young and uh, ODB, but that's a different story. They they they're doing something that not many companies are doing. They they're trying to make every single belt prestigious. I mean, uh, Brooke Tessmacher, she is in my opinion. I want to get your opinion on this, Ray, and everyone listening. She is the most improved knockout or actually female wrestler in the last twelve months. And that's because she's, she's had girls like Tara to train her. She's, she's wrestled against Gail Kim. And she is kind of making that belt more prestigious because you're seeing her evolve on TV with that belt. Yeah, I'd agree that she's one of the most, if not the most, improved female wrestler in the last 12 months on either program. But I'm, I'm looking at the chat room and, and they're talking about the comparisons between WWE and TNA. Stop doing that. Stop comparing the two. Yeah, because, it, it, like, and I know I, I brought up, like, uh, Triple H being on No Way Out and uh, Carter on uh, pay-per-view. But I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm not really comparing them in terms of content. I'm just saying how it works out. Uh, but, Trey, you always get people who, who will do that. You, you like, because it's, it's wrestling. That, okay, that's kind of like trying to compare WWE to Ring of Honor. Or that's like trying to compare TNA to, g- g- give me any single... Um, Indie Fed in America, you can't do it. You have to treat them differently because, like, TNA do not have the funds and the facilities that 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 they would redo. You know, I, I was I was listening to Adam Martin the other day, and he's been brought up a lot lately. But I'll bring him up again. 
Adam said that he was bored and he went back and he looked at a 1998, mind you, 1998. And I challenge you to do the same, listeners. Go on YouTube, look for a, a an episode of Raw from 1998. You know, Raw, the big dog in the business, the number one wrestling show in our business. Go back and look at an episode of Raw from start to finish in 1998. Look at the dinginess. Look at the production value. Look at the backstage segments. They were fucking horrible. Mm. And look at TNA and tell me that TNA is not better than that now. You know, everybody compares TNA to WWE. Well, let's do that. Then, If you're going to do it, let's do it. TNA does not have the funds, like Crowley said. They do not have the, 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 the billion-dollar background pumped into their production that the WWE does. But they do a damn fine job with what they've got, in my opinion. And if you don't think so, go back and look at a 1998 or a 1999 or a 2000 edition of Raw and look at how different it was then to the way it is now. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I think for this, you have to credit Eric Bitter and Hulk Hogan. Since they came in, things have improved. Just, just from a visual standpoint, yeah. things have improved. And I, I know a few things in terms of audio. They've, like, they've put more microphones in, into the crowd, so you, you, you get more kind of crowd noises, which in, which in the impact zone isn't that great. But still, there's just small things that they're doing over time. Well, TNA's been here 10 years, okay? TNA has a 10-year background, kids. Look at where they were when they were in the, the uh, asylum in Nashville. Look at the production change in a small period of time that TNA has grown to as compared to where 1998 Raw is to today. Well, I think if you want to do a comparison, okay, and uh, this, this is the best one, okay, TNA and Ring of Honor, they started at the same time. A few months apart. The last Ring of Honor pay-per-view, uh, not also sorry, the one before Beth Noel, uh, they had problems getting the stream going. You for the second time in a row. For the second yeah. pay-per-view in a row, they failed to get their product out to the people that paid for it. Yeah. And if you and I would honestly originally watch the impact than a, than, than a Ring of Honor tapings. Because Ring of Honor, in terms of uh, visual uh, production... Is terrible. But and see, I, I wouldn't account. even compare Ring of Honor to TNA. I mean, it's just not fair. Just like it's not fair to compare TNA to, to the WWE. Well, yeah, I mean, I was, I was just, I was just trying to give like a kind of a, a fair comparison. If you, if you know what I mean, because you can't compare WWE to TNA because uh, WWE is, is juggernaut. TNA's only been here for ten years, and for what six of those years they they were NWA TNA. So they've yeah, only been their own yeah. company for yeah. like four years. I mean, you really got to take your hat off and, and applaud TNA and where they have come in a short, short amount of time instead of saying, oh, they should be selling out Madison Square Garden. No, they shouldn't. Now, with that being said, I think that TNA's only problem, well, not their only problem, but their biggest problem is just promotion. And I, I want to move on from this and on to other things, but I, I just, you know, from a, a guy that has been there since the, the first pay-per-view, I can tell you the problem this company has had is promotion. Why? 
I don't know. And I'd love to get somebody on from the company that can tell me why they have a hard time advertising elsewhere. I think kind of like, and kind of this is my final say on this. When I last year went to Bound for Glory in Philadelphia, there was some guy, I bet like you could tell that he was a wrestling fan. And he, and he goes to me, I had no idea that this show was actually on today. And this guy lived 10 minutes from the arena. And if TNA aren't promoting within a 10 mile radius of the arena that's holding their biggest show of the year, yeah. that's poor marketing. That's terrible marketing. You know, I, I don't know why they don't promote the way they should, but they just don't. You don't see a TNA advertisement anywhere other than Spike TV. And the people that watch Spike TV obviously are only watching Spike TV for Impact because it's the only show on their network that generates any ratings whatsoever. So those people yep. already know where Impact is. You don't have to keep slapping them in the face. That's why somebody asked me the other day, you know, how come on nights when Wrestling News Live is on the air, I'm not all over Facebook and Twitter promoting it? Because those people already know where the show is. Yep. I have the same followers that I had the day before and the week before that and the week before that. I've got the same followers on Twitter. Granted, I get a few new ones every day. But why do you think I get them? Because they heard the show. It's not the other way around. You know? So you got to promote in other places. What you don't see is the other websites that I go to and message boards that I join to promote this network. You know? So, I mean, just like TNA needs to get outside of Spike TV and, and, and pop up on, you know, FX and pop up on USA with an advertisement here and there. Yeah. You, you tell I me mean, these other stations aren't going to take their money? You're crazy. Well, I mean, I mean you're right. And like, you bring up Twitter and Facebook. Why, why do you, you and I and, and, and everyone else use hashtags? Because that... That, that there is a slight chance of getting more kind of people to know it's the network or know it's us on Twitter to follow us. And that is just, it might be tiny and small, but it's still promotion. Any promotion is good promotion. It's I mean, better I, than having none. I love the company. I wish it the best. They're making great strides. I think the people that handle the promotions and everything are finally on the right path and then going the right direction. Um, I think Dixie has finally got some people around her she can trust that are actually trying to do the right thing by the product. But as far as advertising is concerned, that 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 side of the company needs to be totally revamped somehow, yeah. some way. And if it's a, a yeah. financial issue, then you need to start doing something different to generate revenue to afford to advertise. I agree. Anyway, man, on that, I think I kind of uh, I kind of destroyed the, uh, destroyed the show slightly, and I kind of took you off the, the recap. So, on that note, I, I will depart, and I will return to the chat room, dude. All right, man. Thanks for coming on, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Peace out. All right, with that being said, we're going to take a short break. We'll come back with more TNA Chat Live, the debut episode, right here on the SNS Radio Network. We'll be right back. <laughs> Creek swimming, moonshine sipping, beer skinning, beer drinking, Johnny Cash listening! 
This is Cowboy James Storm, and you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to show you how being a Wrestling News Live family member and diehard listener can change your everyday look on life. Example, here's the brand new commercial from Subway. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. My melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Uh, uh, I don't think this is working out. Now let's replay that commercial and show you what Todd would have said to her had he been a member of the Wrestling News Live family. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me your melt. My melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Shit, bitch. Who the hell you think you are? Give me my sandwich back. Bitch, please. Better be willing to give me some of that pussy before you get some of my sandwich. Shit. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just another example of how becoming a member of the Wrestling News Live family helps you live a better life. Standing ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled to take you back in time. Host, ring announcer Sean Beckerman brings you pro wrestling nostalgia featuring classic moments and old school themes. So buckle up and go beyond the bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. It's go time. I told the world that Michael Cole wore boxer briefs, and now I've been validated. They said he wore regular briefs. They tried to stone the world and tell him, only I, Pro Wrestling Truth Detector. No man can walk around talking the way he did and not wear the kind of underwear that he was wearing. Andy, take a breath. Ladies and gentlemen, my partner gets carried away sometimes. Wrestling's Truth Detector gets carried away. The truth is right here. I told the world. If you want to hear more, you're going to have to tune in every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain for the Pro Wrestling Rewind on the SNS Radio Network. Michael Cole, Syracuse University just shredded your man card. God, change your underwear, damn it. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com.
TNA Chat Live with the Trade Dog on the SNS Radio Network. All right, all you crazy bastards. TNA Chat Live back on the air here, our debut show. And I guess, uh, well, I'm the Trade Dog, by the way. Thanks for joining me. Um, doing well number wise for our first show. It's only going to get bigger and better. And it's all up to you and the fact that you help spread the word and it's all up to your phone calls because the, the idea for the show isn't for me just to come on here and talk. I do that on wrestling news live. If you want to talk about TNA and you want to get your thoughts off your chest and hear what I have to say about it, call in. That's the way it works. So we'll see if we can't get the phone calls rolling in like we would any other show on the network. Start dialing now, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, I guess I must have put on my Swami hat this week because I correctly predicted where Bound for Glory would be, and I don't know why I thought Phoenix, but something was telling me Phoenix. I don't know why. Originally, I was hoping for, like, St. Louis or somewhere else in Texas, but they kept hammering the point home that it was a, te- a territory or a place they'd never been before. And they just went to Texas. So I kind of tossed that out. I was hoping it would be close like a drive, but Phoenix, not too far away. And we'll see if Crowley can't talk me into going before it's all over with. I don't know. With that being said, it's TNA chat live. I am the trade dog. You are listening to the SNS radio network. Let's go to the phones. Welcome to TNA chat live. Who's this? Uh, this is Anthony. What's up, man? First up, it's real cool that you're doing a TNA talk uh, uh, post show. Got to give the TNA fans that are out there what few of us still remain and are proud of the product and support it the way we do a chance to have their voices heard. And, you know, I'm just a stubborn enough bastard to take on the rest of the Internet and the, the IWC. And if the haters want to hate, well, you know, come to my show and let's see what you got. Uh, and first off, before the you meant you mentioned earlier about this time limit for the Bound for Glory series matches. You ever think they're actually going to have a match go to the time limit? Yeah, I think they will as we get closer to Bound for Glory. And here's what's going to happen. I think that because James Storm jumped out to such a big lead, that you know he's going to struggle now against some other top contenders, and I think some guys are going to start to catch up like Samoa, like Hardy, like Styles, I think those guys are going to jump up in the ranks and catch up. And I think it's going to be such a close race that one of those ties might come down. Because, you know, Hogan just did this this year. This was a Hogan thing where he said from now on, and I'm not saying it came straight from him, but he made the announcement that from here on out in the Bound for Glory series, these matches are going to take a take on a 15-minute time limit. I got to believe in my heart of hearts there's a reason why they did that. And they wouldn't just do it just to do it. But then if they did, that wouldn't surprise me either because that's professional wrestling. But, you know, I think that the reason they threw that out is because it's going to have an effect on how this ends up eventually down the line. Yeah, I think they can do with Storm saying, like, he starts losing matches. He's going down a little bit on the rankings. He's like, I came back for this, and I'm now really I'm losing the chance to get back where I came back for. And I think he's just going to come back and win the series, I'd say, at the second pay-per-view outfit and the one coming up. 
I mean, it could come down. It could come down to a thing where, you know, remember that great series we had with I believe it was Jeff Hardy and Kurt Angle. We could never get a winner. Yeah, something like that. You know, and how great that was. Something like that could, could come into play. You know, AJ Styles in this interview he did with Busted Open, uh, he made another great point that for the first time in a long time, TNA is finally, finally trying to um, erase the loopholes and, you know, dot the I's and cross the T's on all their storylines. Like, you know how the WWE will do something and we'll go, oh, but we're not supposed to remember that? Well, you know, kind of like he brought up Samoa Joe getting kidnapped. We never had a finale of that. We don't know who did that. We don't know why that happened. You know, and now TNA is focusing on making sure that there are no loopholes in any of their storylines, which is another thing that has made the product so much better. Yeah, one of the storylines was that Abyss was actually, I guess, um, James Mitchell's son. Yeah. So does it make Joseph Park his son too, something like that? But I would think so. Yeah, and that that at one point Abyss was crazy because he shot his dad in the back. <laughs> so um, I guess so that means Abyss killed Joseph Park's dad too. And uh, the coming pay per view. So far as I know, of, they only have three matches planned, but those three matches sound like they're going to be pretty good. But well, you, you got you got Samoa Joe and, and Kurt Angle. Yeah, that's going to be a good match. They never have a bad one. Um, you got Samoa Joe, Kurt Angle. You've got uh, Bobby Roode and uh, Ado. Yeah. Um, you've got Daniels and Styles, Last Man Standing. And the Ultimate X. Then you've got the Ultimate X for the, for the X Division title. Um, I believe you're going to get Tess Walker and Gail Kim for the knockout title. What else? What else? What else? What else? Um, Some Bound for Glory series matches. Yeah, but you know, I'm surprised that they're actually doing Joseph Park and uh, Bully on Impact next week. I would imagine, I would think that'd be better suited on the pay-per-view, but I'm not on the booking committee. What do I know? Yeah, because it's been lightly not really mentioned, but it was kind of that saying, this is the all, this is the exhibition showcase pay-per-view, but... Really, you got um, Angle on. He's not really ex- he's a former exhibition rep champion, but still. Well, you're gonna have uh, Jim Uni in the chat room says four X division matches and the four winners go to Ultimate X. The knockouts match is on Impact, not the pay per view. So Gail Kim and Tess Bunker will be on Thursday next week. And do you think it's possible that they let Aries win it, the title, and then have like a one month reign? Boy, you know, I don't know. I I was thinking about this during Impact tonight. Root is such an amazing champion for that company. Oh yeah, you can people hate him. But the problem is, the problem is A double is so over. Austin Aries is so over right now, and here's my here's my thing is that I think due to timing, I think due to timing schedule wise that Rude goes over because at Bound for Glory. I think ultimately you're setting up Storm and, and Rude for Bound for Glory for the belt. Yeah. That- so due to that, due to that, because I don't think that TNA would do a, a belt change and then another belt change to get Rude the title back before Bound for Glory. Because I think if you do that, that lessens the threat 
of Robert Roode at Bound for Glory. That makes him look too beatable. So, due to scheduling and due to timing, I'm going to go with Bobby Roode to retain Sunday and go into Bound for Glory and lose to James Storm. Yeah, this match is going to be probably real good. But And also, there's the whole backstage. So, apparently, the office likes um, Aries, but the, for most of the rest of are like kind of iffy about him. Well, everyone likes basically um, Roode. Well, and here's the other thing. You know, you got to think about the X Division. You're going to get a champion crowned on Sunday. Austin Aries loses his dream match against Rude. He goes right back in to challenge the guy that's currently got the, the X Division title that just won it, and that makes a new feud for him. That, that could happen. And lastly, who do you think is going to be those um, guys for that create that aces and eights faction or whatever or group? Well, i got to think that Jeff Jarrett's involved. And the reason I think that is because if you go back, a lot of, a lot of people are just hung up on the fact that Sting is the first inductee into the TNA Hall of Fame. Yes, that's true, but Sting is also the man that fired Jeff and Karen Jarrett point blank in his office when he first got control of the company. That's true. And um, you think any of those, the other guys are going to be probably some people from Ringa King or there's going to be some guys that are already on TNA roster? Well, the guy that delivered the message, I'd never seen him before. You got to think Never. he's he's got to be somebody. And for a second, in, I thought it was um, Shane Douglas. I'm like, at first, I did too. I did too. Um, I tell you who it shouldn't be and who it probably won't be. A lot of people were saying Scott Steiner, but with him being sued by the company, unless that's a work just to get you off track. Yeah, I don't. Think I, I, Scott I don't Steiner. see it being Scott Steiner uh, with the things he said on Twitter about you know everybody and their dog that works for the Impact company or TNA company. Um, you know, I really don't know. I know it's not Scott. And I know it's not Nash. Um, it's, it could be, it could be three new guys. Who knows? I have no yeah. idea, but I know that Jeff Jarrett's involved and Judge Jarrett's pulling the strings. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I think even though there's only been so far, probably four matches announced because the people are saying now in the chat that they might have like qualified, for qualifying matches on the pay-per-view and the winners get the ultimate X. Yeah. Maybe, but you don't playing. really, you don't really usually see just a two man ultimate X. So, well, no, they're going to have four people, four matches, four winners, four people in the ultimate X. Um, Terrence Southeast in the chat room brings up a good point. Aries is the kind of guy that needs to move on to the TV title. I think that title needs to go on somebody. Nothing against, uh, Devon cause he's done a great job. But I think that that title needs to go on somebody with a little bit bigger pull and a little bit bigger name in the company. Somebody that fans want to really get behind, like an Austin Aries, to give that belt. Again, he did it with the X Division belt. He made it more prestigious. Let's see what he could do with the TV title. And last about Kenny King. It's good that he's going to be on the pay-per-view, but you think that might have issues with him being in Ring of Honor? Because he is their tag champion. Hey, as long as Ring of Honor is okay with it, what does TNA care? Yeah, because I think Rihanna said, hey, we used to have a, a, a partnership with him somewhat. Let's see if we can somewhat redo it. Well, yeah, there was they a time. Have, they did have LAX and the Motor City Machine Guns on their shows, so. Yeah, there was a time when they worked well together, and then there was a time where one side got too greedy for the other, and I think it was TNA, and they ended up falling apart. But And the reason yeah. why is because the owner of ROH was caught on the Catch a Predator scandal. Well, yeah, because he was a, you know, he liked little kids. 
Yeah, damn. So I'm pretty much going to end my call. Great show so far, and good luck doing more. You keep listening. I'll keep putting them out there. All right. See ya. All right, man. Thanks for the call. That drops the line and leaves it open for somebody else to call in. If you'd like, your time is now. Call in. We've got a few more minutes before we wrap things up. Uh, Terrence Southeast says, uh, why has a TNA signed John Morrison? I think the reason is, is that either he doesn't want to work right now or he could be something that, you know, AJ alluded to it in that interview. Something big is going to come out of this, something the fans have been waiting for. Maybe he could be one of them. Maybe he could be something that comes out of this pregnancy storyline somehow. Maybe he's the boyfriend. Well, fuck, who knows? I don't know. Maybe he's one of the aces and eights. I don't know. He needs to come to the company, though, because they can sure use him. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? It's, uh, it's Big Mike Trey. I'm in the doghouse. What's up? <laughs> I don't know what's going on, Trey. I don't know it's two things. I two things I'm concerned about. The first off is, do you think James Storm didn't kill his momentum? Why? Why? You think his momentum has been killed? Why? Why? It might not be possible for them to put the belt on him that Bound no, for Glory? No. Do you think? No, it, no, 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 no. We're a long way away from Bound for Glory, brother. You got to remember that pay per view is not till October. Mm. It's July. And there's going to be a lot of matches between now and then, and he's going to lose some and win some. I mean, you can't have one guy in this Bound for Glory series win every damn match. You just can't do it. Because if yeah. you do, if to me, to me and my personal thought is if James Storm wins every match in the Bound for Glory series, then it, it kills the main, it, it kills the end game, which is him and Rude. You know, if he can win for three months and not get pinned, why can't he beat one guy? Yeah. Well, I was going to that, too. Do you see them taking the belt off Robert Rude before Bound for Glory? Because now, no. you see, no. like I said, Austin Aries picking up steam. You see, no. I guess Jeff Hart, he getting his life straight. He's picking up steam. So, so you think he'll keep So you think he'll keep it till Bound for Glory? I think you, I think you do not. You talk about taking somebody's momentum away. I think you do nothing but pussify Rude if you take that belt off of him to where when you finally get to Storm Rude, Rude's not as much of a threat if he's lost the title between now and then. Yeah, but I don't know. I think it's different. I think Robert Rude did such a good job of being. To me, Robert, Robert Rude is like the top heel in wrestling, period. I know some people argue with me, but I mean, hell, he's the top heel in wrestling. So I think he has so much steam where. He would still be valuable without the belt. You don't think so? Well, he would, but the payoff wouldn't be the same for James Storm. This is what the—that's what the whole buildup is. Is for James Storm, who has tried and failed twice now, and been so close that he actually kicked Robert Roode out of the cage to give him the win at the last pay per view they fought in. You know, that's the that's that's where James Storm finally gets his comeuppance and gets his revenge is finally he gets to take the belt off of Robert Roode, who is the baddest guy in the business. Yeah. Just then, a, a, uh, normal, a normal match, a normal match between the two and James Storm goes over. It doesn't have near the near the the the, the drawing power or uh, final result. <laughs> Yeah, and then my other point, you know, TNA they had some they they had Spike TV behind them. I think it's time for them to uh, 
make a splash for another big name player like Batista. Out there. I mean, it could be just a two year contract. It didn't have to be no big contract. I mean, that's how WCW. That's how they overtook uh, WWE back in the day. I mean, I was laughing when people talking about this uh, McMahon gonna fire Ray Norton. Do you think he wanna fire Ray Norton? Seeing what next Thursday, see Ray Norton versus Kurt Angle on Impact. No, he was not gonna do that. As much as they can say that, they don't think TNA is a threat. They know that they're out there. So I think TNA, they're gonna have to spend money and make a big name impact. Whether you go out to Batista or whether you just bring Edge in to be commissioner, I think they're gonna have to do that. That's what they're gonna have to do to get them some momentum. What you think? Cause the last big last person they brought in was Kurt Angle. That was like the big name impact player. Well, Jeff Hardy. Jeff but Hardy. I think. Yeah, but then again, he went. I think they're gonna have to do it again. I mean, if Batista's out there, I offer him two million dollars a year for limited dates. Uh, I go after Edge. I mean, he didn't sign the legend contract with the WWE. I mean, I think they're gonna have to go sign that big name for agent again to get the to get them talk. Then plus you're going live now. You can't predict what's going to happen. I think this is the perfect time to bring in somebody who you got the live show. What you think? Well, my brother, if I'm writing the checks. And that little line down there at the bottom says trade dog on it at the end of the day. If all I've got is a million two, a million three viewers, and I was shown over a long period of time, that's my peak. Then I think bringing in a Batista is a big tree that falls in the woods with nobody to hear it. Because again, again, you're bringing in a guy that only your audience is going to know is there. So what I would well, do first, what I would do first is spend my Batista money on advertising on several different outlets to make sure people are tuning into my product. And when I see it go from a one, one to a one, eight or a one, nine or a two, then I go, okay, now, now I'm going to bring in Batista and see if the tree falls and somebody hears it. Yeah. But I think more like we sign him, uh, Batista is, that's when you, I mean, Dixie Carter and Big Shaw, you go and sit down and take that spike, like, look, we're going to have to take a chance. Right now, we're just playing it safe. All we're doing is we're just content with this 1.0 or 0.9. I mean, are y'all really serious? Do you really want to be big players in this game? Then, okay. I mean, you if, if, it's, me, money if, to it's, make money. if it's me, I understand you spend money to make money. But if it's me, at the end of the day, I don't even give Batista a phone call because I'll guarantee you I can get both Molina. I'll guarantee you, I'll, I'll, I'll bet you this, and I don't know what Batista's money is, but I'll bet you what I could do if I was the one in charge of the finances for TNA. I'll bet you I could get the masterpiece. I bet you I could get Molina and Masters or Molina, Molina and Morrison along with Masters, for the same price that I can get Abatista. And if that's the case, I'm writing three small checks instead of one big check. That's true. So let me ask you a question. Would you sign Goldberg? Because you see how the crowd is yelling Goldberg when I know once we'll talk to me, but when they're yelling Ryback. So do you think this Ryback character has made Goldberg kind of relevant? Would you take a chance on bringing him in? As much as people say I don't like Goldberg, whatever, he's still a name, and he's still one of the biggest names in wrestling. You know, it's funny because if I sit here and tell you I would bring in Goldberg, 
the chat room is going to shit on it and say I'm an idiot. But if he was revealed as one of the goons and the aces and eights, they'd fucking go ape shit nuts. Exactly. I mean, unless you want to admit it, at that time, he was the biggest name in wrestling. I mean, up right up there with the Rock and Stone Cold. If at I the could time, bring, he might have been even bigger. If I could bring him in, and we got to go after this because I'm, I'm out of time. But if we could bring him in and sign him to a six-month to a year contract, and I could know in my heart of hearts that when he goes out, he's going to put one of my guys over and pass the torch to one of my guys, I'd sign him. Other than that, I wouldn't even bother with him. I'd spend my Goldberg money on advertising. Oh, mm. uh, yeah. And that's yeah, just that's the way true. it is. All yeah, right, well, Big Mac, I got to run, man. All right, Trey, man. Enjoy the show, man. Look forward to it every Thursday. All right, brother. Thanks right. for listening. Right. You guys keep All listening. Right. I promise you, I'll keep making the cookies. I promise. All With right. that being said, we're out of time. If you didn't get a phone call in, it's your own fault because I went 40 minutes without a phone call. So when this show starts and I say, hey, welcome to the show, start calling. This is your show. You got questions, I got answers. You call, I answer. That's the way it goes. With that being said, special shout out to uh, Brass Eye for producing. Thanks to Curly for calling in and helping out with the first half of the show and everybody that called in afterwards. Make sure you check out all the great shows on the SNS Radio Network. I'm the Trey Dog. That's TNA Chat Live, and I am out of here. We'll see you next week. <laughs>